don't even know the address. 66 Harborview Road. Hello, hello, and welcome to 66 Harborview Road, a podcast dedicated to ABC's General Hospital. I'm your host, Caitlin, and in today's episode, we are discussing the week of May 2nd through the 5th. And I'm going to start out with the Harmony storyline. So Alexis and Sam are in the hospital talking about how Harmony tricked Alexis, and they end up going to Harmony's room, and temporary Alexis gets the monologue about how she felt betrayed. And I mean, I just, I feel bad for Alexis. She has no friends no lovers. I mean, she feels like she doesn't have a good radar for bad people anymore. But I hope she gets the confidence back. I mean, now that she knows that Neil wasn't a secret drug addict, I think that'll help her out. And while she's giving that monologue, Willow walks in. And after talking with Carly in the chapel, Carly did a good job of preparing Willow for the bad news and confusing news at that. As far as Willow knows, her mom has been doing everything to turn her life around, so this is huge to her. She's in disbelief that Harmony was attacking anyone and keeping more secrets. And Carly gave a really good rundown of what happened without divulging any more information than she thought Willow could handle at that time. Britt and Michael came in the chapel and interrupted them to tell Willow that Harmony has damage to different organs, so it's really touch and go. When they go to Harmony's room, TJ is the doctor on her case, and man, TJ was bringing it here. I mean, honestly, if you've listened to me talk about TJ in the past, you'll know that I am all for TJ getting more story. And Willow at this point is pleading with Harmony to wake up. She's pulling out all the mental stops, saying they'll get past whatever Harmony did, she can still see Wiley, and then Harmony opens her eyes. She does try to talk to Willow, but she codes in the process. I don't know if Harmony would have told Willow that Nina's her mom, uh, but she did get enough out that the last words between her and Willow were positive. Now, what was interesting is that TJ and Michael during this, they're talking about difficult family members. And listen, I think it's safe to say that TJ is the resident good guy in town now, and TJ's making a lot of sense He's saying, you know, the world will give Harmony her consequences. It's not up to us. And Michael's thinking is tainted by Sonny's business, whether he sees it or not. Like his first response to Harmony, like her condition is, Willow's better off without her. Harmony's better off dead. Like what? (laughs) Like Willow's better off with a dead mother than a complicated one who like loves her to pieces. I mean, yeah, Harmony did horrible, horrible things. She murdered my man, Neil. But for some reason, I was still like behind Harmony. I don't know why. (laughs) So I just wanted to say to Michael, death is not the answer to everything. (laughs) That is definitely a sunny trait. And when Michael starts talking like that to Carly, she can tell that it's about Sunny. And she tells Michael not to shut Sunny out. I mean, this is a difficult situation. Sunny has made so many enemies over the years, regardless of their relationship status. Carly, Michael, Jocelyn, and now Donna and Avery will always be targets. So thanks, Sunny. (laughs) When Willow exits Harmony's room, she's begging Carly to tell her more details about what happened. And Carly tells her, listen, go get some fresh air, go get some water. And when they leave, Harmony sees Carly through the hospital room window and motions for her to come in. This is when we get the official big reveal. So for the second time, Carly knows who Nina's daughter is, and she promises Harmony to protect Willow, 
but I think it's better to use this to your advantage rather than cover it up. I, I don't think that covering it up that Nina is Willow's real mother is the power move that Carly thinks it is. While Carly is talking to Harmony in her room, Brasha and Milo decide to take a break in the waiting room, and then Harmony starts coding again. So Carly goes out to the waiting room to get Willow, TJ does everything he can to get Harmony back, Nurse Amy makes an appearance to assist along with one other nurse, and when Willow gets there, TJ has tears in his eyes telling her that Harmony didn't make it. And as much as I feel for a conflicted Willow, I am feeling TJ's emotions through these scenes. My first thought was, is this his first loss? I don't want this shaking his confidence as a doctor because I think he's great. And I think he adds a lot to the hospital canvas. Later, Britt sees that TJ is feeling a ways about this and they have a great conversation about their profession. How losing a patient is never easy. And I mean, I love this version of Brit, you know, like I, I like TJ, obviously, but specifically in these scenes, it gave us some good old fashioned GH hospital friendships. And hopefully we can build on that. We may not have a nurse's ball every year, but we can utilize more hospital staff in these stories. And as we get into the next days with this storyline, Dante arrives at the gatehouse as BLQ is saying her condolences to Michael. And Carly is also there with Wiley playing in the background. Willow comes downstairs and Carly takes Wiley to the main house and comes back to hear what Dante has to say. So as Dante is telling Willow, listen, your mom had secrets, turned out you're not her biological daughter, and Carly is there to confirm all this. This scene got a little rough for me when Willow like, started saying her mom wasn't really a mom. I mean, besides the reasons of, you know, selling your daughter into a cult, adoptives moms are just every bit as moms as biological ones. If the love is there, the protection is there, you're a mother. Also, I wish in these scenes that Carly told Willow a little something. Just a quick, like, Harmony didn't tell me who your mom was. All she said was that she was dangerous. I mean, maybe that would have at least left Willow off the trail. I mean, unless they assume that Harmony would have lied, so they'd want to know anyway. I don't know. I, I just feel like Carly should not be keeping this secret. And when Willow takes this blood test, I mean, are they going to find out she's blood related to Wiley? Would they even compare her DNA to anyone else in town besides Harmony? Or would that have to be like requested and given permission? From here, I'll just get into Nina. So at the beginning of the week, she's at the Savoy waiting for Liesl and Britt for a girl's catch-up. Sunny is there with bodyguard Frank, who should be Max, but whatever. I guess he's going to be somewhat of a character now. So Sona start mildly flirting, talking about Elijah Crow. Not sure if the writers brought that name up on purpose. Sometimes they do that. As Nina meets with her family, Spinelli comes up and says hi to Sunny. And I love seeing Spinelli on screen. And I have some theories working here. I mean, besides that he's obviously still in love with Maxie. <laughs> and Sunny tells him not to wait to tell her how he feels. So Nina talked with Britt and Liesl about Scott Baldwin, about Harmony. Uh, Britt tells Liesl that she was stood up by the cat guy. And we get more Jason mentions. Liesl leaves to meet up with Scotty, and Britt has a scene with Spinelli. Now, I don't think this pair could ever logically work because Britt stole Lulu's baby. But if that never happened, I wouldn't hate this coupling. 
But are we thinking Spinelli invented the dating app that Britt was using? I mean, he keeps talking about having other projects to do. He's talking up how dating apps and matchmaking works. I don't know, but my guess is that this is all working up to something for Spinelli. So as the Savoy empties, Sunny and Nina share a dance, which couldn't make me gag more. Uh, and Nika is in the background. And as much as I love her, I did not want her shipping this dance. <laughs> but Nika is a treasure, so I'll let it pass. <laughs> Nina also tells Sunny about Harmony. And Sunny is feeling a ways about no one calling him to tell him. Like, come on, Sunny. It's not about you. Side note here, I did love Nina's earrings this week. Probably the only thing I liked about her this week were her earrings. <laughs> Hopefully I can find those online somewhere. Um, but besides Sunny thinking that Harmony's accident is somehow about him and how he is strained with his family, like, Sunny, we are worried about Willow, <laughs> not you. Not about how we're going to tell Sunny. So after they dance, Nina leaves, and to my surprise, she goes to see Phyllis. She tells her about Harmony, a.k.a. Lorraine Miller, and then Valentine strolls in. The first thing I notice is that Valentine and Nina still have chemistry, and I long for them to be back together one day. I mean, as much as him and Anna rock my world, I do like Valentine with Nina. We do get a Charlotte mention, and I'm assuming we are not going to see Charlotte again until Lulu wakes up. Uh, there's not really much story for Charlotte right now besides being in the Cassidyne family, which has been quiet for a little bit. But if I have to hear Nina say Carly had a hand in Nell's death one more time, I'm going to write a handwritten letter to Studio Park and address it to Frank. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. Carly didn't push Nell off a cliff. Nell ran and fell off a cliff because she's dumb. <laughs> Sorry, Nina. Sounds like something you would do. <laughs> so then we see Sonny go back to Stone's old apartment, and he's lonely, and he's sad. So he offers Frank some meatballs. And as he goes back inside and closes his eyes on the couch, he has a dream about Lenny. And at first, I was so happy for Sonny, and I thought, Lenny will put him on a good path. But it was clear that Sonny was manipulating this dream to say whatever he wanted it to say. And there's no way that Lenny would agree to give up on Carly and go for Nina if he knew everything behind it. Like, Carly was Sonny's wife, and Lenny really believed in that type of bond, like the bond that him and Phyllis had, the way he talked about Phyllis, the way he was with Phyllis. So I cannot imagine that Lenny would actually be okay with a Sona pairing. But he did give us a don't give up on Michael speech to Sonny, so... We'll see how Sonny takes any of this advice, but the best part of this Lenny visit was having him visit Phyllis at the bar and hugging her. And I'm curious if Phyllis is going to be questioned by Dante about Harmony. I'm guessing he's going to find out quickly that they worked in the same building at one point and they'll, they're going to have to talk. Back at the hospital, when Britt and TJ were discussing patient deaths, Nurse Amy ran up and asked Britt for an early departure. Britt says okay, and we see Amy going to the gym to talk to Chet. Chet and Sunny were catching up, and let me just say it was a much better conversation than we got at Charlie's on Valentine's Day. Chet deserves more of this kind of content. Also, we get a new character, Dex, clearly evil in my opinion, uh, but Sunny likes him enough to have a private meeting in his office to discuss job opportunities. I'm going to say this a lot in my general hospital podcasting career, 
but Morgan Stone Corinthos could have filled this void. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> so also during this, uh, Dante walked in the gym and told Sonny about Carly and Alexis being attacked. Again, Sonny is making it about him. But what I am curious about is how Sonny is going to react to Willow being Nina's daughter. If him and Michael are still on the outs, it's going to be real interesting. After Sonny met with Dex in his office, Brando paid Sonny a visit, and it was kind of strange. They talk about Sasha, and Sonny is giving Brando advice. Like, Sonny giving woman advice? No thanks. And also, Brando, what was that super serious, if she falls? I will catch her. Like, please relax. Sasha needs calm, cool, and collected right now. Speaking of Brasha, earlier at GH, because I guess Sasha's getting headaches now, we had a big scene where Sasha flushed her pills down the toilet. So I'm assuming that she's going through withdrawal, and that's why she's like kind of shaky, having headaches. TJ writes her a prescription for an over-the-counter which I did ask my EMT certified sister if that is a thing, and she said no. If it's over-the-counter, no one's going to write you a prescription for that. <laughs> but, you know, these things happen on TV. But we got more TJ, and I like that. Uh, Curtis shows up at GH and ran into Jordan, and she all about begs for him to come back to her in so many words. But then they start talking about Marshall's file. I don't know why Curtis would have done any sort of dive into that, knowing how Jordan felt about it. I, I just don't know. Uh, I think he just should have lied. Why not? Jordan spent a lot of her time in their relationship lying, so who cares? <laughs> and when TJ walks up, him and Curtis have a little sidebar, and he shows Curtis the clarinet that Marshall gave him. And now Curtis feels bad, and he's going to have to tell TJ that Marshall left because Curtis got nosy and was poking around in Marshall's past. <laughs> and while those two are talking, Brando checks in on Sasha, and then he leaves the room. This is when the paparazzi guy walks in, tells Sasha that he has a hookup for her pills if she gives him the memory card back, and he won't even, like, post those incriminating photos. First of all, is she really going to fall for this? Like, does she really want the drugs back, or is she going to stay clean? I guess that's the big question. I hope her and Gladys clear the air before she makes any decision, but then we wouldn't have a soap. Some smaller stories we had this week were Felicia and Mac babysitting for Maxie while her and Austin were out, and as they leave, they're talking about babies. And Maxie and Austin start making out on the couch after talking about how difficult it is dating while three kids need a babysitter. This is when a more grown Georgie Jr. walks out and gives some attitude, and I loved every minute of it. I hope Georgie has Maxie's old attitude. <laughs> Austin leaves and Felicia and Mac go to Anna's where her and Robert are watching Hulu, wink wink, where you can also watch General Hospital. <laughs> now, are we really going to get some kind of Felicia Mac surrogate baby? I mean, Robert's joke was right on point. You know, what, <laughs> what was it? Like an old man has a baby and the diaper that needs changing is his, <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> I guess only time will tell with this mention of a baby for Mac and Felicia. By the way, back at Maxie's apartment, I hated that Austin was comparing himself to Peter in order to make himself look good. He had a couple of lines that just didn't sit well with me, like when they were trying to think about when they were going to see each other next, and Maxie's like, oh, the kids have some activities, and Austin says, oh, well, if you don't want to see me, just say so. 
Like, ew, I'm not going to sabotage my children's activities for you, sir. Definitely not. I I just really didn't like it. Just kind of solidified that. I don't really like Austin. I'm sorry. I just don't. I mean, the only thing I like about him is that he's related to Jimmy Lee Holt. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention that earlier that Austin and Maxie were at the Savoy on a date and they saw Spinelli there. They feel bad for him getting turned down. So they invite him to join their table. Loved Spinelli's digs at Austin. (laughs) But like, why did Maxie make Spinelli agree to hang out with Austin? Like, no, thank you. Also, with Maxie getting rich from the IPO, is she going to move out of that apartment? I don't even know how many bedrooms it has. She has three kids now. Her and Lulu lived there together at one point, so there's at least two bedrooms. I don't know if she has all the kids in one room. They, they never make that clear. Uh, but if anyone remembers from a few years ago, I believe that Maxie still holds the Colonel's recipe for the 11 herbs and spices, <laughs> or whatever that was, for KFC. <laughs> In other couple news, we finally see Lucy and Martin together again, and they decide to go public with their relationship. They talk about the IPO, and Martin makes it clear that no matter what, he likes to be in control of his own life. So as they leave to go down to the restaurant, they run into Valentine, and he's okay with them dating as long as Lucy keeps supporting him with ELQ. She agrees to it because with Valentine as CEO, ELQ has been profitable, so she has no problem with him. But we know Valentine is being sneaky about something. We saw him making a deal over the phone earlier. We just don't know what that is. I'm curious if he's working with or against Victor. Uh, What other couples did we see this week? Oh yeah, we had Maeve 4th with uh, Brooklyn and Chase. They end up at Finn's where Chase is staying with Violet. And they're basically having a 24-7 tea party. But Brooklyn brings lightsabers over. And it was super cute. Violet was so excited. Chase mentions that he misses the PCPD. I don't know what the future holds for Chase. I think they're doing an okay job keeping him busy during his suspension. Uh, We got some flirting again, which at this point is kind of annoying me because you guys know where you stand. It's very clear. Stop dancing around it. It's annoying. Just love each other. Just, (laughs) I think there was plenty of opportunity to kiss and they're just still so afraid of it. And I I just don't know why. Neither one of them have any other hangups with any other potential coupling. Uh, although I do like seeing Brooklyn with Valentine, but I do want Valentine with Nina. So I, you know, I can't have everything. <laughs> Some other pickups here. Uh, we had Gladys trying to go through the memory card when Valentine walked up and did it for her, like just completely taking over her computer. Way to go, Gladys. Now Valentine has seen the pics of Sasha, and Gladys met with Sasha right after this, but she didn't bring it up. I mean, she asked if there was anything Sasha wanted to talk about, but it would have been better to just confront her. Even if Sasha still ran off, she, she just should have been confronted, seeing as Valentine has seen the evidence. But now it looks like Sasha is going to give back the paparazzi pictures to get drugs. Like, this will be hard to watch, but I like Sasha, so I'll be here for it. Carly also walked into the restaurant and ran into Valentine. They ended up sitting down together and he brought up Nina. Valentine thinks Carly should come up with some kind of a truce with Nina now that this whole uh, daughter information is out. I I don't know what Carly's going to do or what she's going to say to Valentine. They kind of just left it as him saying, I think you should get along with Nina. (laughs) It was like end of scene. 
Nina was at the nail salon and we saw Scotty there. And this was a great couple of scenes. I, I really enjoy when Scott is on screen these days. Uh, they talk about the stories against Nina coming out and Nina wants to fight fire with fire. She wants Scott to dig into Willow's past and at the same time, Dante meets with Jordan and Jordan asks Dante to find out who Willow's real mother is. So half the town is going to be looking into this. And in my opinion, because we already had the custody battle of Wiley, I don't know if we can use that as precedent for this upcoming court case because it was already proven that Willow is a better mother than Nell was. And if it's not revealed that Nina and Willow are mother and daughter and we're still sticking with Nell was Nina's only daughter while we're in court during this, I don't know. It's not that hard to jump from, well, your daughter was a terrible person. I don't know why you should have any (laughs) visitation either, seeing as you have a history of stealing children. Like, no thank you. But as Nina is telling Scott that she wants a war, Diane walks into the nail salon. And Scott and Nina try to rattle her, I guess, but please, it's Diane. She can't be rattled. (laughs) Instead, she flips everything they said and makes Nina look like a fool. My favorite way that Nina can look. So now Scott wants to put Sunny on the stand as Nina declares this is war. Again, I don't know what is going to happen with this. Sunny's mad at Michael right now, but if Sunny finds out that Will is Nina's daughter, I don't know. He might go against his son and that would cause so many issues. Way more issues, I think, than Sunny killing AJ. Alright, so now for something I'm here for, but also confused as to how it's going down, Liz and Finn check into the Metrocourt Hotel. They have dinner in Liz's room and they phone their goodnights into their children. Finn gets a little bit sappy in these scenes and when they go to turn in for the night, Liz gets in the shower. But for how long? I don't know because her hair is dry when she gets out. She sees that her room is destroyed and later remembers that she never latched the security lock on the door. Another interesting thing is nobody heard anything. There was a broken vase, ripped pillows, and neither Finn nor Liz heard anything of concern while they were in their rooms while Liz was showering, all of that. So they call the PCPD and Rory comes to the scene. He's taking notes and of course the room is out of camera range. I think I would have specifically asked that from checking into the hotel if I was Liz. I would have said, can you please make sure there is a camera right outside my room to see who's coming in and out? Thanks. (laughs) So uh, because of her room being broken into, Liz and Finn go down to the restaurant where they run into Martin and Lucy. So Liz speaks with Lucy about a medium and she wants the contact information. And by Friday's episode, Finn arranges a girl's day with Liz and Terry at the nail salon. So one thing that crossed my mind was, wouldn't it be funny if when Terry said biz, Elizabeth changed a little bit? Like either a facial expression or an accent on a certain word or something. Like anything that would give us some, oh, is Liz doing this to herself kind of thing. So far, not a whole lot of evidence is pointing towards that. Nurse Amy walks in, and there's a little drama between her and Terry, but I love the line Terry said, what you're not entitled to is ruining my day off. (laughs) And Amy just stares at Terry as they're all getting their nails done. (laughs) I just thought it was super cute. Because Terry and Chet have a thing, 
they have to bump up the drama between Amy and Terry because when Amy finds out that Chet's been dating Terry, it's gonna, you know, be a little problem there, a little little drama in the hospital. So after Amy and Terry have their words with each other, uh, Liz asks Terry to go to the medium with her. And I think this is excellent. Let's get Terry involved. Let's make this a little supernatural. Why not? I like my TV to have a little element of this could never happen in real life. (laughs) I think TV is better watched that way to have more fantasy in it. Because you really don't want to model your life after television. We just had so many ups and downs this week. I'll be watching it all from 66 Harborview Road. You can find me on Twitter at 66 underscore view, Instagram at 66 Harborview Road, and TikTok at 66 underscore Harborview Road. From the Quartermain Foyer, I bid you a great week.